0: Hello, guys! Welcome to another episode of Sipping with Us. It is Wednesday. We're having a rainy Wednesday today. Nice and cozy. We, we have... needed
1: a day like this. I yeah. Feel. Like it. I feel like it was just like slower today. Like when I was working, because I've been working from home since like COVID started. I don't know. It just felt relaxing to me. Like I had candles on. I had mm-hmm. like I had like a bunch of yeah cup of coffee. it so makes really... me want to
2: go get a uh, pumpkin spice, spice latte from I Sour had rice. one delivered yesterday
1: <laughs> oh, I, it, was, it was like the first thing I did in the morning I'm like today it just feels like a pumpkin spice latte it seems day. like
0: and a fall it. day now it does right
1: so so I'm so forget away. the wine bring the coffee <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know which right which I actually did have a cup of coffee earlier like five minutes yeah, ago you? but now I'm drinking a true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Truly, um, so that's
0: what we're drinking right oh wait White glass.
1: White glass, yeah White oh yeah (laughs) So we always like to start off the
0: episode with the cheers. Yes. Just to cheers. our
1: conversation today. Cheers, ladies. Thank
0: you for for joining us. Uh, Today's topic is going to be about infertility. And I invited a good friend of mine that I met through DFW Shops and who I feel was the perfect person that would be able to talk about this. And her name is Liz. Welcome. (laughs)
1: Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank That's you for so coming. Fun. And um, not only for coming, but being willing and open to talk about today's subject. Because this is, I know it's like, it's something that we've personally all had like as like a subject for our, as an episode, right? Mm-hmm. But It just never felt right to reach out to anybody
3: personally. Right, and I think another important Mm -hmm. thing is timing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mentioned before, it's all about timing. If you would have caught me a couple of months before or even a month after, I would have probably said no um, Mm -hmm. just because of the the stage that I would have been in. But it was perfect timing, and I'm actually just about to start a second round of IVF, and I'm like super hopeful, so this is like the perfect timing. Well, we're
1: sending you lots of... Love and positivity, and I'm to sure me, all of our it listeners it to too. Yes, Please, if you're listening. Thanks, By the time guys. It's out. Yeah, but uh, Liz, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, kind of what has led you to this current journey of yours.
3: Sure. So, um, me and my husband have been married for two years, and we've been trying to conceive for two years, actually a little bit over two years, and about a year and a half in, we decided to take the next step and look at our fertility options, make sure I'm okay. Is he okay? Is everything running smoothly? And once we started doing that, um, you kind of get thrown into a pool of lots of different um, tests, blood work, looking at your um, uterus and your ovaries and making sure that everything's open. It is thousands of dollars worth of medical procedures and luckily our insurance did cover that portion of it so that was a godsend but um, as you continue down the road and as you continue with the procedures and such you start to really dig into what could be an issue with you and um, unfortunately we had no diagnosis it was unexplained infertility which means there is no reason for why we can't get pregnant.
1: Is that in a sense for you like oh almost harder? Yeah. Like just not knowing like what you can do to it is correct it.
3: So hard because there was nothing that we could do. It was Mm -hmm. just continuing to continuing to try and continue with medications. And when you when you start these this procedure, this process, Mm -hmm. you start there's different stages. So first They look at you and look at your hormone levels and based on that, they say, okay, you need to be on some medications to help you ovulate or to help you, whatever it is you need. If that stage doesn't work, then they move you down to IUIs, which is where they take the sperm and they wash it and actually insert it into your uterus and that's a higher chance. That's about a 30% chance of getting pregnant. And if that doesn't work, for a lot of women, they stay there and they do multiple and multiple rounds of it, Mm -hmm. which can add up. Um, And if that doesn't work, then you move on to IVF, which is the stage that I'm in, which is where they take the sperm and the egg and they create an embryo. Mm -hmm. And then they take that embryo and they put it in your beautiful uterus Mm -hmm. and it is to be a baby. Now, um, that... I know that most insurance does not cover. Mm-hmm. So an IVF cycle can cost between eighteen dollars to $30,000 $30, wow. for, for one cycle. cycle? Wow. wow. What is the cycle per, like, what does it consist of? Like,
0: just one embryo getting made or several
3: embryos? Good question. So it really all depends on you. So as... It, it really comes down to um, the women. Um, men, of course, see, granted, every case is very different. So mm-hmm. there could be a case where maybe the man's sperm isn't as mobile or the shape is different or whatever, right? So then they go in and fix that. But really, it's all, it's all on us because mm-hmm. we're super women. And um, we are given medication. You take up to three shots a day for 14 days. Mm-hmm. And these shots grow your follicles, Mm -hmm. mature your eggs, Mm -hmm. multiply your eggs so that they get as many eggs out of you as possible. After the 14 days, after they retrieve those eggs, that's when they take the sperm and they fertilize that. And um, I had seven eggs retrieved during my first round, Mm -hmm. which was below average. And out of those seven, when they um, introduced the sperm to the egg to create an embryo, only five were able to Four. form. Yeah. Out of those five, <laughs> this is fun. Out of those five, they take those five and they do what um, they let them incubate. Mm-hmm. So they are now being transformed into a true embryo. Mm-hmm. And a good embryo has six cells. Oh, and okay. so if it doesn't have the six cells after five days, then they're not viable, they're not good. Mm -hmm. They can lead to miscarriages. So Mm -hmm. I had two in the end. And out of those two, we got them genetically um, tested, which means they will take the embryos and test them to make sure there's nothing wrong with the baby um, with the embryo. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure there's no extra chromosomes or any diseases, which hindsight I'm glad we did because one of them came back that it had an extra, I believe. Y-chromosome. Y-chromosome. So that one we had to dispose of. And so we had one left, and we um, did the procedure where they um, injected and transferred the embryo into my uterus. And um, you wait two weeks, a little bit under two weeks, and you go in for a blood test, and they tell you whether you're pregnant or not. And in those two weeks, you are... um, pregnant until proven otherwise Mm -hmm. and you are pregnant so you go through all of the emotions and Mm -hmm. you think you're pregnant and you're so just you feel like it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but there's always that chance that it might not Mm -hmm. and in my case that's what happened I thought I really thought I was pregnant Mm -hmm. so that was really tough And went in for blood work and turns out that it did not work. So, and we actually don't have any more embryos left. Mm. No more eggs, no more embryos.
1: I can't even imagine like every step that you're talking about, is it like, what's the time frame we're talking about from the moment they like?
3: Yeah. um, So crazy because we actually started the process in March of this year. year? IVF. Now the whole process has been over a year and a half.
1: So let's go back a little bit to that kind of beginning part of your process. Um, you've been married for two years. Yes. That's amazing. Thanks. Have you been with your husband? Yeah, for, for a while or for eight years. Eight, oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Nice. And you just, <laughs> you guys decided, hey, let's start having or deciding to more have more. a child. Yes. When, when did yes. you guys make that decision?
3: After we got married, right after we got mm-hmm. married, I stopped taking my birth control and I started I started to, we started trying.
2: So, question, you've been taking birth control for years? I've been
3: taking birth control since I was...
2: Since I was... Like, th- did your doctor tell you that may be the reason why? No. there's. So a, I've heard a thing. That, yeah, I've heard that, too. That's
1: a good misconception to yeah. kind of talk about, because I feel like, which is why I wanted to kind of to go back and talk about the beginning, because, like, so many women have, like, been together for years, mm-hmm. and, like, you don't decide right away to have a baby, right? You. Wait, okay, now it's the right time. I've been on birth control. I haven't been on birth control. Take take us through that kind of how it started.
3: Right. So according to my doctor, Mm -hmm. it should only take one month for the birth control to get out of your system. Okay. And Mm -hmm. you can potentially get pregnant after the one month. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that? Not really. Mm
2: -hmm. How many years did you take birth control? I
3: took birth control for 16 years on and off. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure I believe that. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: it's hard to believe doctors, right.
1: Advice, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you're listening, obviously we're not medical professionals. Right. Um, we're only giving Liz's um, story here and her journey, and please don't take us. Don't take our <laughs> medical <laughs> advice. Yeah. <laughs> don't consult with your doctor.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, but I will say that in my case, so after I stopped taking birth control, we started trying. Mm-hmm. So. I dug more into what my issue truly is. And I got some answers after the almost, what, year and a half or no, two years of trying. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a low um, egg reserve. So I don't know if you know this, but as a woman, you are born with all the eggs that you're going to have for the rest of your life. So as you get older, you shed those eggs. And that's why we have... Menstrual cycles, um, mm-hmm. so you shed those eggs, and I unfortunately shed those eggs a lot faster at a faster rate mm-hmm. than you would. Um, so while I'm 33 years old, my eggs are over in the 48 years old oh, wow. stage. Is that,
1: is that something common amongst women? Is you learned that through the um, doctor? Yes. Okay.
3: Right. So it is pretty common, but I will say that it's definitely it's my, I know that that's what's wrong with me, but I really don't want to say that's what's wrong with or an issue. That's your issue. And that's where we're at now. And that's what we can do today. Mm -hmm. So, well, that's, that was my issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish that someone would have told my 27 year old self to get tested, figure out what's, if I'm okay, if there is an issue with me. So but unfortunately, that really wasn't the norm when I was 27. But today, there are so many resources that you can use to figure out what could be what could be causing you potentially in the future to have problems getting pregnant. So one um, one company that I've heard of is called Modern Fertility. It's an at home test. They send you everything you need. They will test your hormone levels and everything associated with it to determine what your probability of getting pregnant is. And if in your case is similar to mine where you have a low egg reserve, then I would strongly recommend that you freeze your eggs. It is very similar to the IVF where you take the hormone shots, you take all of the shots, and they go in and retrieve your eggs, and they will freeze those suckers until you're ready to get pregnant. You know,
0: that's funny that you say that, because um, I remember, I always had this thing behind my mind that, you know, what if I can't have kids? You know, I've had people close to me that are can't I have, have a hard time getting pregnant. So I've always had that in my mind in my whole 20s, so I remember going one time to my OBGYN, I think I was, like, 27, 26, and I asked her, like, hey, like, is there any way, like, you can check, like, that I am, that I can be further or have kids? And you know what she said? She's like, oh, you're in your 20s. You're young. You'll be fine.
1: Oh, really? Oh, my God, Paula. Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, even upsets me a little bit right now, too, because that happened to me, too. Like, I remember maybe three years ago, I don't even know. I'm terrible, and I'm going to make a doctor's appointment after, no, I'm gonna after, make after too. today <laughs> just because I am, like, I think as women, like, we, we need to make sure, like, even mm-hmm. if you're a young woman, like, listening to our podcast, it's, like, we need to be aware of our health, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, as a woman, like, whether you think you're going to have kids or not, or you think you don't want kids in the future just take care of your bodies right this
0: just confirms it like why would my doctor tell me that like what if i have that problem you know like the older i get the less uh low egg reserve i have yeah timing is is like everything i think Mm -hmm. when it comes to i think it was maybe three
1: years ago too that i asked obviously i wasn't trying to have a baby yet or anything but i did ask my obg too it's like hey you know if i wanted to start having a baby with maybe within the next year like can we start looking up into like If I can Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: she said the same thing when you're ready to we can start Mm. like right now
2: don't worry about it
1: right Right. it's so it's like you go on with your life doing what you're doing and not thinking anything of it yeah right and
2: then we're just getting older Mm
1: -hmm. right and I and
3: unfortunately I think that's that may be the case if you Mm -hmm. go to the OBG right right now I feel like that could be the same answer you get so I would say to you if that's the answer you get take it into your own hands, Mm -hmm. right? Go into modernfertility.com and order your kit and go from there. And if it gets to the point where, Hey Liz, you know, can you help me out? I will help like reach out to me. Also. That's another thing is this is such a sensitive subject and I don't think that anyone needs to do it alone. So if Mm -hmm. you ever get to that point where you do find out that, you know, you are going to need fertility help, it's okay to ask someone mm-hmm. because there's so much information out there that I'm telling you. I've looked online for
1: hours, hours and, and hours, hours research. researching procedures, costs. How did you? So you said you felt in that moment. It's like if I would have known this when I was twenty, you know, seven mm-hmm. or in mm-hmm. your younger twenties, then you would have done something about yes, it. Yes, I would have done something about it. Mm-hmm. I would have frozen my eggs. One hundred percent.
3: Now I will say that. That will most likely come out of pocket, mm-hmm. and you are probably looking at the $10,000 range. Wow. But here's 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 my um, suggestion to you. IVF or freezing your eggs doesn't have to be in the US. It's actually very, very much cheaper to do it outside of the US, such as countries um, such as Mexico, which is where I'm going to go oh, okay. to for, uh, for my second mm-hmm. IVF. So I found a clinic in Puerto Vallarta, which hello, who doesn't want to live there for a right. little bit? Mm-hmm. And the cost is half, and it includes all the medication. Mm. So, and the doctors are great; they have all the resources mm-hmm. that the U.S. doctors have. And I will say another thing: if I had to go back and redo this and have and start like start from the from the beginning, from the fra- from the beginning mm-hmm. I would have done my first cycle in Mexico too, mm. only because. While I loved my fertility doctor here. The cost. The cost, but also I felt like a number. Mm. I did not feel like I was explained what I needed to know. Yeah, I was not even given instructions on how to take the medication. It was a
2: sh- show. Yeah, yeah,
3: it was. It was absolutely terrible. I could not go back there. And mm-hmm. I don't think I would go back to any U.S. clinic unless I did like a trial run with them like okay well let's see how it goes let me sit in your office and see how people are treated and how many Mm -hmm. clients you have because the numbers growing more women Mm -hmm. are needing
1: fertility um, treatments so those clinics are getting busy so let's talk about that right Uh, because again we're not medical for professionals we're not in the medical industry but we're just kind of it's just like an observation that we have nowadays because there are more women that we know Closer to us that mm-hmm. are dealing with struggling with mm-hmm. issues like this, what is your theory behind that, like? Well, I think Your personal first, theories, right? right?
3: Well, I think we've all stepped into an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. And you <laughs> 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 need to watch it, girls. So you got to watch I'm it. I'm going to add it to my list. <laughs> right? Well, think about it. As women, we're waiting to get pregnant later in age for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. And one of the main ones is our careers. We are powerful women who yes. are wanting to climb that be ladder successful. and be successful. So we're pausing childbirthing. But guess what? Our body is not. Our body is like, wait, girl. You're on a clock, literally. (laughs) So that's one problem where women
1: just don't have the time, where we're running out of time. We're waiting longer, and I was um, speaking about this before we started recording, but one of my theories is that we put so much into our bodies that we don't know, so being more kind of like health conscious. Now, does that mean I'm telling you Hmm. to go completely healthy? No, because I don't do it either. (laughs) But just... I do try to make a little bit more like organic choices here and there, and whether it makes a difference, who knows? But it just makes me feel better. I think it gonna
0: make a
3: difference because my friend who uh, was having trouble getting pregnant due to due to um, thyroid issues. She went on a completely um, gluten-free diet, mm.
1: and she got pregnant. Oh, She's wow. like, I really think this had something to do with that. She yes. completely changed the way she was and eating. And you hear stories like that all the time where people go either, whether it's even vegan or mm-hmm. whichever like, healthier um, direction you choose to take, right? Yeah. But um, I think a lot of that has to do with it, too. Like, what in the U.S., like, we consume, like, our foods, because it's all about.
0: Like, I think there's something in there for sure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, like going back to your process, you said you, There's like you started after two years. Like you were married, right? Or well, year and a half?
3: Well, we started trying to conceive mm-hmm. right after we got married, married so mm-hmm. that was like the day after. The night up. night and but we started looking into infer- infertility um, possibilities issues a year and a half into trying mm-hmm. so okay. we
1: gave it a good, a good amount time. Yeah, of time I was reading a statistic yeah. that said or a um, year. give it a year of like you yourself trying and your partner year. actively trying and then after Timing a year it and stuff, right after yeah. a year if you don't nothing's happening then start visiting your doctor but personally if you're ready just go to your doctor (laughs) so you went to
3: the doctor and what did they tell you what was like the first step so the first step was they wanted to know how long you've been trying they Mm -hmm. won't talk to you or see you if you have not been trying for at least a year Mm -hmm. and then they wanted to they want to run a lot of tests on you Mm -hmm. to see where your amh levels are again your hormones and that's kind of where they start. After that, they get a better idea, and then they do a lot of different tests to make sure that your um, your tubes are open, mm. that you're um, lining... Fal- is like the fallopian thing. tubes? Yes, yeah. that they're open, that you're you know, able to carry. Lots of fun things with lots mm. of fun little metal things mm-hmm. going up. And at the same time, are they checking the man too? Yeah, they do. They do okay. semen analysis to make sure that you know the semen... Has good mobility is has a good shape. Um, there's a good number. I mean, you want to have
2: one and time.
3: Sufficient. You know how you know how many like I don't know. semen come out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> okay, no. so he had a semen analysis uh, analysis once, and his number was nineteen million. <gasps> nineteen million. Oh, wow. And it and only, only take takes one. That's, I think that's it on only the low end, too. Oh, it only wow. takes one. I think that's, like, average. Wow. that's I know. And it only takes one, right. And it only takes one egg. It's the whole thing. But,
0: right. Man, this is... It's, it's such a... Wow. So, that... The, they did that. And then you mentioned IUI. Yeah. So, IUI. So...
3: Okay, so they do that. They make sure that you are able to carry there's no issues going on. And then another thing is they'll ask you, how is your period? Is mm-hmm. it regular? Are you regular? The reason for that is if you're irregular, then there's a chance that you don't ovulate when you should. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ovulate when you should, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to get pregnant because, again, the timing, mm-hmm. etc. So they want to regulate that. So. Mm-hmm. They'll put you on medication to regulate your period, to regulate your ovulation, and um, a lot of women do do that. So they'll take medications such as Clomid to make you ovulate, Mm -hmm. and then you do a trigger shot. It's like a whole thing, but but that... So that's kind of where you start Mm -hmm. the medication phase to regulate your body and your hormones and make you ovulate. Um, Greater chances of getting pregnant. If that doesn't work, then you move on to IUI, and that's where they... um, They predict, they give you medication Mm -hmm. to make you also ovulate, and they take the sperm and they wash it. Mm -hmm. Mm In case it's dirty. (laughs) In case it's dirty, (laughs) because, you know. And then they insert that in your uterus, and... It helps so that the sperm can go straight into where it needs to and it's a clear landing for them to get I to was gonna say does it egg. just find like yeah it just away? yeah. So when they inserted the first uh, when they did the first IUI and they inserted, you know, the goods in there. Um, <laughs> the goods. The goodies. So they, they, do, they do They do an ultrasound so you could oh, see. Oh, you could put a camera yeah. right? it. They put a you. camera. Oh, they, they, wow. they do so the ultrasound. So you saw the
1: actual, like, motion yeah, of it I saw it in. moving in there. Wow, that's so, so interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's
0: there.
3: Dang. Yeah.
1: It's like yeah. you have to find joy in those little, I the would moments. think, in those yeah. little moments. You know Absolutely.
2: What I mean? so
1: because. Oh, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask
2: something else. Oh, (laughs) um, so at that time, did your doctor tell you that you have to like, was there like an app or something that you have to download to track your days? Your We're going to do it this day, this time, or how does that work?
3: So so they put you on medication so that you don't have to track any of those days. They basically Mm -hmm. take control of your body. They say, okay, here, take this medicine, and so your body is now doing exactly what they want you to do. So they're like, okay, take this medication that will grow your eggs and your follicles for a certain amount of days, and then you take a trigger shot, and that trigger shot is what allows your egg to release, and then the following day, that morning, is when typically they do the IUI, and they'll go in and insert the semen. So how many times
0: did you have? Did you do that?
3: I did that twice, mm-hmm. and... My doctor strongly suggested that I move over to IVF, and we did. And, okay. Um, what was the
0: cost on the, the IUIs?
3: The IUIs, with insurance, was maybe 1100 each time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the medication, you guys, that's another big thing. Medication yeah, okay. for infertility is very, very, very expensive. I really? strongly recommend that you go to Mexico for these... Medications. Uh, medications. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. My doctor was shocked to see and to hear that the medicine was from Mexico. He thought it was great quality medication. Um, there is a pharmacy called Ferti and Ferti pharma Yes, okay. and they are in different areas of Mexico, and they will deliver it to the border. You can't actually mm. ship that across, mm. but there is another. Um, company in Europe that will ship it directly to your house and the cost
1: is extremely I would have never thought about like Mexico like that I mean I know people do that for like the dentists and like different (laughs) things right but there's so many women here that like the cost of it is so expensive you know it it brings me to like um do you know Desi Perkins who she is on Instagram she's an influencer sounds sounds familiar well she recently recorded um her process fertility journey. she's been having a fertility journey for many many years well she uh-huh. finally got pregnant through ivf this year like uh-huh. she's doing in october okay. but she did a youtube um like series, series. she's which is still yeah. on right now and she have been trying for
0: 10 years or yeah. eight years yeah, yeah for yeah, a long really? time Yeah.
1: Yikes. so Yikes. um she did see she did say you know i know that i'm like i'm very um i'm grateful for the very opportunity important. that nice. i have to pay for this but I can't imagine like all the women out there that are going through it and Don't you just can't even have the funds for it, or the yeah. means for it.
0: Right. You know?
3: Right. No, it's so, very hard. Very yeah. difficult. So that's where I would say look at your different options and mm-hmm. alternatives to doing it a year in the US. There are a lot of grants that are given out to women. Mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I mean, just, that seems very slim to me. Mm-hmm. So, so you did the IUI, and then that didn't work out. And then I did another IUI, uh-huh. and that didn't work out. Okay. And then I paused for a minute because yeah. it's you, a lot yeah. of emotional mm-hmm. stress, and it's, it takes mm-hmm. a lot on your body and your toll. and the hormones you guys that mm-hmm. they put you on is uh, yeah, absolutely right. insane. I would have hot flashes. Oh, really? I got so upset one time. I was leaving my sister's house mm-hmm. and I was so hot. It was the middle of the summer and I got undressed outside my like by my car and I got, threw my dress at the car and I was so mad because it was so hot and I was right. having hot flashes oh, wow. yeah. and I started crying and my husband was there and he, you know, took yeah. care of me. But, it's You you turn into a different person. You can't control that. You have hot flashes, mm-hmm. bloating. Um, and that's just the IUI. The IVF is a whole nother monster because you're pumping your body with mm-hmm. so many medications three times a day. And I had allergic reactions. I had bloating. I felt like I was six months pregnant. I couldn't walk. Lots of pressure mm. when it came to, you know, just lots of pressure down there. And then um, just very miserable. It was very tough. But I So yeah. take
1: us through you know, I know that's more on like the touchier subject, but like yeah. your what's been your emotional journey since the beginning for you? Like So it's hard because
3: all I want is to have a child with my husband and raise that baby. And you know, I've even prepared the room and gotten the room ready and the it's really, really difficult to put it into words, but going through something like that is so emotional on you, on your husband. You're mad some days, you're sad, depressed. I think the worst part is when you're going through it and it and you are hopeful mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work and you're just like completely shattered. It feels like a death. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain. I can't explain. It's a it's Mm. a complete yes, Mm. absolutely. The day that we found out that our one embryo did not stick, I got home and I I had already purchased the baby's room like color decor and scheme. So I like grabbed that and I threw it in the closet and just like Grab the bottle of wine and just start drinking. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that night, me and my husband went for a drive. And when we got home, we just sat in the driveway in our car listening to songs that reminded us of our relationship
1: early on. And... Because it's so hard on the. I re- oh, would minute. Mm-hmm. So I was reading uh, statistics and it said that pe- couples are going through an infertility process are three times more likely to divorce because very, of it. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very difficult. So it, it's like you have, I'd imagine you have the, obviously all the, your emotions of like trying yourself as a woman to have a baby and going through all of yeah. these like changes in your body. And then it's like your husband. Your right. marriage, your, marriage, your, marriage, it. your relationship. itself.
3: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That needs so much nurturing too. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you have to put pause because you're, you know, in a way being... You're worried about you, and also another thing about like about the process is, as women, you constantly look at yourself and say, "What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I do this?" And and you look out on Facebook, and there's tons of baby announcements, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, you're happy, but also at the same time, it shatters you. Yeah, you have to like just why not me? Right. right, you continue to ask why not me, and you're you're focused on you, but right, your husband still needs you. Mm-hmm. So and what is
1: your husband? tell you about that like his his side of it.
3: He's very um, non-emotional mm-hmm. so he's kind of our rock which mm-hmm. is I'm thankful for um, and he's a very positive guy. Mm-hmm. so there's lots of positivity coming my way all the time which is good awesome. but there are days where I'm like I just want to sit here and wallow mm-hmm. um, and he's learned to let it be, to mm-hmm. let me wallow. Yeah. But it is very hard for them because guys aren't right. emotional. Yeah, they're they're not. not. They're just not. Mm-hmm. They're not geared that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's just learning a lot about me, and I'm learning a lot about him too and how strong he is. He has to give me the shots, by the way. During the IVF oh, procedure, okay. he gives. He has to yeah. do the shots. So. That in itself is kind of a big deal and the fact that he can do that and a lot of men don't do that.
1: A lot of the husbands don't do it. The girl has to do Mm -hmm. it. So for that I'm thankful. So -hmm. what would you recommend for like a couple currently kind of struggling with this process or even if they haven't necessarily gotten started with any procedures but like wanting to have a baby, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's affecting their relationship. what What would you? I would recommend counseling.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Couples counseling to learn how to deal with us, and to stick it out. You're gonna learn some things about each other that you do not like, but it is what it is. You know, you're married. You're Mm -hmm. for better or for worse, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. But I strongly recommend counseling.
0: Yeah, yeah. And going back to your journey, the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Like you said, you took a break. I did. And then, how long was that break? It was
3: five months.
0: Okay. I took a five-month break
3: because I didn't know if I was ready to step into IVF. So I'm mm-hmm. going from IUI, which is, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of grand per session, mm-hmm. to IVF,
0: which is twenty times twenty times more, 20 right?
3: times more <laughs> up to thirty thousand dollars. Wow. So. We took the break, but ultimately we came to the decision that, yes, we want to try. So we did. So come March of this year, we decided to try. And then COVID hit, Mm -hmm. and we had to put a pause on that, which I don't care if there's a pandemic going around. There is nothing that will stop a mother wanting to be a mother. Like, Mm -hmm. Like if you feel it in your
1: heart, like, that that's your nature, you know, you, you want to nurture a baby. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't feel, obviously, there's... I think the the one one thing that I'm kind of taking from this it's like I've I've been in a relationship for 16 years and it's like I haven't had the idea of having a baby yet but the fact that I didn't think about it before like at least making sure our bodies are good and uh, trying a little harder to like make sure we all as women as we're getting older that we can you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, because you just never know when you want to or not.
3: Yeah. Girl, go ch- go get checked out. I mean, even if it's not in your near future, mm-hmm. do it. And I know that's hard. And I've right. actually suggested it to quite a few friends lately. Mm-hmm. And they kind of eh, brush it off. Or they're just like, well, we'll see. Well, I'm not really trying right now. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah,
1: it. that doesn't. I think <laughs> I get it, but you're coming from a place <laughs> that, like, I don't want you to be where I'm going, around, going yeah. through. Yes, right. Yeah, right. So and at least right. put the suggestion out there, and right. anybody and that's listening, right. and, it's and it's like, completely you Completely
3: up to you. Right. But
1: mm-hmm. think
3: about it. Wouldn't you rather go with the bit of stress that you'll go through now, figuring out that there is an issue, mm-hmm. but yet you'll address it, move forward, take the necessary steps, but yet you can still get pregnant mm-hmm. when you want to get pregnant, right. or do you want to just Eh, put it off, wait a few years, get to where I'm at, thousands of dollars later, Mm -hmm. thousands of cries and headaches and just so much stress and emotional heartache. Mm -hmm. Like, which one
0: is the. Which one is like gonna be easier for you to do?
3: Which one would you prefer? I strongly recommend looking into it. Being
2: proactive about it. Yes. So, what's the name of the app again? Or the. Not the app, the no.
3: the business, it's called Modern Fertility. Mm. And how much modern. is that? Do you know? I don't know the cost just because, well, I've already paid thousands of dollars for it mm-hmm. to be done by a right. doctor. Yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> I like wish I would have, would have done it. Enough. But did, did you use it? it? Did you use it? I modern? didn't oh, use it okay. because it wasn't even available to me. Oh. I didn't even find it when I started this, two, okay. what, a year and a half ago. Now, it's all over the place, mm-hmm. and okay. there, I'm, now I'm being targeted by it. But but granted, I also didn't know to look then. Mm-hmm. No
1: one told me to look. Right, but yeah. I, I wouldn't kind of have about done it. it either. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot do of good it. information. Do it, yeah, yes, yeah, Absolutely. Too. So do the doc- Any of your doctors that you went with, even in Mexico, did anybody talk about like preventative care, like to to where um, what can you do to make sure your body as a woman is mm-hmm. healthy? since you're younger you know what i mean like yeah. no
3: they don't really they didn't not they didn't discuss that i think mm-hmm. one of the biggest things in was stress like they really suggested that maintaining a healthy yes, balance in life. balance of right. stress and during the process to have a good mindset and to keep your stress levels mm-hmm. down but the doctor in mexico actually is suggesting supplements ton, mm-hmm. like tons of supplements. Which kind of makes sense mm-hmm. to get your body where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's as far as I got. Um, another thing too is they recommend, you know, doing yoga and like doing light mm-hmm. workouts, something that'll help your body get ready for it. Um, actually, one other thing that um, that is actually proven to help with infertility is acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Haven't
2: you? Wait, yeah. you've done that,
3: right? No, no, I haven't done
1: it. Oh um, no, It was something. Okay, yeah, yeah she yeah, she yeah, did sure. do love okay. for that though. acupuncture. Okay. Just for her. That's interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they'll put needles in certain parts of your body to help the blood flow Mm -hmm. to the uterus and to reduce your stress and your anxiety levels. So, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Um, Recently, I discovered um, lymphatic massages or wood therapy. Have you heard of it? So I've had a lot of my cousins go, and the lady has told them that the first questions that they ask you, they ask you a few questions when you get there. Like, are you taking birth control? Are you trying to get pregnant? Because if you're taking, if you're not taking a broken short, you're not trying to get pregnant. She's had a lot of women that she's done the massages and they got pregnant. Shut uh, up. Yeah.
3: Where is this? Uh, I'm <laughs> <well>, on Friday.
0: <laughs> I need because to go here because she goes deep in your like yeah, body parts and she said Oh moves, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, and she like moves it around. I didn't know like, that. That's like, very yeah, interesting. Is, <laughs> is that safe though? To be like, if she's going that deep and moving stuff around. Yeah, it's called lymphatic massage. Yeah. Well, I do oh,
1: like a nice. lymphatic drainage on my face, but that's right. for, for wrinkles, you know what I mean? For face, for yeah. body, and
0: I, that's also for cleaning the toxins. Oh. So when they like, do all that, she says she's had a few come out, bring it. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay, I, so i will yeah. be trying that before I go to <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> so, so when you are you I going to Mexico? I sorry. leave
3: next Saturday on the wow. 20th. For how long? For 28 days. Okay. Yeah, Your yep. husband coming on? Yes. Coming along like oh, that? absolutely. I don't think I could do it without him. Right. No, right. there's no way. Yeah. So the
0: whole IVF process for you started in March, you said? Yes. In um, March?
3: The IVF. Right. right. started in March, but then it was put on hold. And after COVID hit, uh, we were able to start the process up again in June. Here in the U.S., right? Yes, yeah. here in the U.S. So. So, how the IVF process works is they'll put you on birth control for 30 days to help regulate your cycle. Mm. And after that, you go in for an ultrasound. He makes sure that the doctor makes um, good certain that there are no cysts on your ovaries and that your lining looks good and everything else good. Once that happens, you start your stimulation phase, which is where you start your fun shots. Mm. And um, your belly looks really fun because it's just a, a bunch of holes and uh, you start the shots, and um, that can last anywhere between, let's see, it can last anywhere between nine to 14, no, no, nine to 12 days. So the stimulations can last from nine to 12 days, depending. Mine originally was gonna be nine days, but um, my follicles weren't big enough, so we had to go for a few days longer, Uh, After that, you um, schedule your fun um, egg retrieval and you go in and they put you to sleep and they take out your eggs and you go home and you rest. And I would say for me, it was two days of bed rest because you are in a lot of pain. They just Mm -hmm. went in with a needle and they played with and messed with all your goodies in there. And then once that happens, they keep up, they keep you up to date with your embryos and how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I had seven, but five made it into embryo stage, and from those five, three made it to the the six cell embryo stage. So those mm-hmm. were viable. Um, sorry, two, and then out of the two, the one the, the one made it. Right after that happens, you schedule your transfer date. So you wait until you get your period, which is about two weeks after the trans. The mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the retrieval. Two weeks after that, you get your period, you call, and you schedule your transfer. And that's usually about a month from your retrieval. So you have your retrieval, and then a month later, you have Mm -hmm. your transfer. Again, these dates can kind of change around, move around. Um, Then you have your transfer, and then you have your, mm, I would say, nine-day-ish wait period of when you go in and they take your blood work to see if you're pregnant. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that like mentally... um, Besides what your body goes through, it's just like, uh, I'm absolutely. not like the most organized person. So just like thinking of all those dates and times and it's yeah. like, wow. Oh, the absolutely. It, you absolutely. Know? It
3: felt like school. I had my syllabus, which they give you mm-hmm. a calendar mm-hmm. and you have to stay on top of the calendar and you have to stay on top of all the medication that you have to take at what time. We had reminders on our phones. I had a calendar of everything that I needed, medication list. Also, there's a list of things that you can't do while you're on your on IVF or during IVF. Uh, you can't take Advil, you can't do crazy exercises, no sex, like there's just a list of things. Yeah. And um, yeah, you have to stay on top of everything. And there's some medications that you have to take right at that time. And so mm-hmm. your life kind of revolves around it. Definitely- and then um, after, you know, you get inseminated or you have the embryo put in you and you're potentially pregnant, during that two week ish wait, nine days ish, depends on your doctor. This all depends on your doctor, guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Every little thing. Oh, I feel nauseous this morning. Oh my gosh, I could be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm tired today. I could be so pregnant. You can trick your mind too.
0: So yes. Yeah.
3: My biggest thing was I had heartburn, so much heartburn, and so much gas mm-hmm. that I convinced yourself convinced myself right. I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. It turns out. Oh, here's another fun part. After you do the transfer, Mm -hmm. they put you on progesterone shots. Mm. The needle's like that big. Mm. It's like really long, guys. You just can't see it, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. super thick, like oil, and that goes in your butt. You can
2: feel it, right? You can
3: feel it. It's Mm -hmm. so painful.
2: Well, you said it was uh, what is progesterone? Oh, so it's kind of like testosterone for men. I have. That, that's how the, the medicine is. I just know
0: anything thick in a needle in your <laughs>
2: body, yeah, it hurts. hurts. Yeah, Oh, it hurts so
3: bad. It's been, what, a few months, and my butt is still numb in some areas, and it hurts. I can't run. My oh. butt hurts so bad. Oh. I can't run. And I don't know how long this is going to be and how long it's going to take, but you're taking the progesterone and estrogen because they give you estrogen on top of that. So those two actually slow down your digestive mm-hmm. um system mm-hmm. so thus the heartburn and the gas so the
0: bloatness and uh, all it's right
3: very now. it's very emotionally draining Dang. wow so that
0: was during the u.s right yes and then you decided to that didn't happen it was negative and then you waited or what was your right
3: so after we received the negative news I waited probably like three four days and then I got myself off the floor and it's <laughs> was like okay mm-hmm. Liz on to the next step I cannot sit here and just cry and I decided I wanted to do it again my husband 100% agreed and we started looking at our options and I literally googled Cheap ways to do IVF. Mm -hmm. Um, What can I do to afford IVF? I can't afford IVF. Go fund me IVF. Just Mm -hmm. anything and everything. So IVF by itself, because we got the medication in Mexico, was around 18. Just the process. With the medication, the yeah, medication. Oh, okay. eighteen thousand. Your doctor
0: was okay with you getting medication for Mexico. Yes. Okay, if, nice. I if I
3: wouldn't, if I would have gotten the medication, it would have been six, seven thousand dollars more wow. if I would have gotten it here
0: Damn. in the
1: U.S. Wow. So eighteen. So okay. That's just that's. that's I crazy. understand why many women probably won't won't do
2: it because yeah. of that, just the cost itself. Yes. Yes. I wonder why insurance won't cover it.
3: I don't know, and I think that's complete bull. Because they'll
2: cover some some. Um, the, you they, really you really want to know
1: because they don't want to spend money on. For them, it's not it's, you know. But I
2: mean, like you so can it. cover bre- uh, cause some. Cause, yeah, like uh, when you have Press or maybe Yeah, when it's like not implants, but they'll yeah. cover that. Oh. If hmm. it's causing you to have back pain and stuff, they'll mm. cover that. Interesting.
3: Most insurance do. Hmm. but. Yeah, so I Googled and it led me to IVF in other countries and Italy, Spain, and lots of other places. But mm-hmm. I said, Well, Mexico's just around the corner, it's kind of like second home oh, my and my husband was born there and why mm-hmm. not? So that's kind of what led me down that hole. And so living in Mexico for the twenty eight days and the IVF will still be way cheaper than doing it here. Really? Mm-hmm second round
0: so you mentioned you went to Mexico school already to for what, like your first appointment
3: yeah so we had our original consult over the phone
0: mm-hmm.
3: which was great she gave us lots of information things that she's going to be doing that the first that the other doctor didn't do and but I still I well, I'm a very visual person and mm-hmm. I'm all about like auras and what I my feelings and what I right. get from someone so we decided to fly down there on a weekend to visit the clinic, make sure it looks good, meet all the staff, and they make took. Make sure you're comfortable with the right. yes. place. <laughs> make sure I'm comfortable. And um, they took such good care of us. We were only supposed to be there for an hour, we were there all day. Really? They took such good care of us, answered all our questions. We, I mean, it was night and day, night and day, mm-hmm. like royalty. Mm, a lot insane. of people
0: are like scared or think bad about Mexico doing stuff, uh, procedures, yeah, we, medical yeah. procedures, like, oh, don't go to Mexico for do this, don't go to Mexico, yeah. People like, don't understand it's like just because you hear the bad stories on the back on the news <laughs> doesn't mean all doctors are bad or they're not capable of doing a good job, you know. No, of course, and didn't, you have didn't to do we do your research, yeah, right? Do
3: your research, and didn't we just have a doctor here, Dr. Doctor, um, in florida that oh, was oh i
2: saw that right yes that's the plastic surgery yes that's a famous um she comes out on tv right That that's her sister or something like that i don't
3: know but didn't she like or the doctor got in trouble for doing really like shitty jobs on people and it was like a, i
2: heard one just recently she's hispanic um mm-hmm. she comes she's famous and i forgot univision or telemundo one of those her sister went in and she's super young. She went in for plastic surgery in Miami or somewhere in Florida. They messed her up. She's in coma right now. Oh no. And I think she still is
3: to this Right. Day. So, I mean, bed doctors are everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, right, do your research. And then also, another thing to note mm-hmm. is PV, that area that I will be going to for my treatments. Mm-hmm. It's meant for tourists. Mm-hmm. You can just tell. Oh yeah. I mean, who has a hospital right next when to the I was beach? Little, was <laughs> right? In elementary
0: school.
2: But I, I know someone, my friend's sister, that did it. But I don't remember if she did it here or if she did it in Mexico. And she came out pregnant, and oh, now she's thinking fun. of doing another one. I don't know. Can you do another one? You or can. Said, yeah. Yeah, sure. you
3: can do another IVF cycle. Um, yeah. it, so I assume that she probably doesn't have any more embryo left. Embryos left because. Let's say she the first time she had five, mm, let's say seven embryos, Mm. right? And -hmm. she inserted two and one stuck, right? So that's how she got pregnant. So now she has, what, five left. Mm -hmm. So she could potentially go back to that clinic and get another transfer, and that's a lot cheaper, right? So then that's kind of the route that you would take. But it sounds like she maybe not, maybe she doesn't have any more embryos left. So, yes, she would start the process over and do
2: another round Mm -hmm. of IVF. Yeah. I think she, she had some issues with it, too, but she finally was able to come out pregnant. Oh, that's you know, exciting. I think just and,
1: the, just the mm-hmm. fact that, like, um, she's willing to come here and, like, talk about it in the middle of your procedures still mm-hmm. is, like... <laughs> I mean, that's... What, what, like, kind of, like, made you want to come, like, agree to come? Like, what is it that you would want to share with, like, other women that are going through it?
3: I jumped at the chance because... I want someone that's listening to this to be proactive and go get checked and prevent this future you be what I'm going through now, be you later. Mm -hmm. That's why I want to be here. Um, Also, I opened up, and that's the only reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, that I was contacted is I actually opened up about it, which was really hard for me and I opened up and I posted it on Facebook and the amount of support and love and mm-hmm. that I've been getting from everyone even people that I haven't talked to in years mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing but I've also gotten a few people reach out to me that are younger that are mm-hmm. questioning whether or not they should get checked mm-hmm. and so that kind of told me yeah. this needs to be talked about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. People need to be proactive. I feel like
1: I learned a lot, even just from you. It's like if our doctors are not even like telling us to get checked, and it's like I don't know, are they just not educated enough to let us know ahead of time? Is it like money related, or more like treating
0: like a number? You know,
1: right? That that really like you know stresses me out thinking about it. But I feel like it's so important, like for us to. I mean, I knew the subject was important, but now I feel like it's even more, like, for preventative reasons for people. Mm-hmm. It's like, and there needs to be more awareness about this overall. I agree. Mm-hmm. it does. Yeah, it's an eye-opener, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially
0: for young 20-year-old 20, 20 girls, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like you said earlier, we're powerful women. Like, of course, you know, you can keep having your careers. You don't have to have a kid at, at a young age if you don't want to, but at least kind of, if you intend to in the future, at least prepare your body and like, mm-hmm. make sure that you're doing what you're, what you can
0: Yeah, to I played with the whole idea of uh-huh. slurping and starting to do the whole process of freezing my eggs, cause I am 32, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not married. And I mean, like you said, like, and I've read and I've heard that the older you get, I mean, the harder it is mm-hmm. and then, then I also hear skeptical people like oh well 35 year olds have kids you know and all that and 40 year olds I'm like well yeah but do you want to risk it you know right mm-hmm. why, why, why would you if you have the opportunity if you, would if you can your ex, right? right no that's a really good you mindset about it.
3: absolutely I agree with you do it yeah and then tell us about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> do an episode <laughs> about that episode about, yeah. about, about, about. That it is bad,
0: though.
2: It's like
3: ten thousand, no. Ish. Eight, it depends. Yeah, 000.
2: yeah, yeah. My sister did some research and she didn't. She didn't make it seem like it was that expensive. I think it's like $10,000. Yeah, she only it was called. only eight
0: ten
2: thousand,
0: and then
3: also Jenna from. Oh uh, yeah, I Lisa heard Park. her episode. She Jenna did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I mean, would you be open to doing it in Mexico? You wouldn't have to be there the whole twenty-one sure. days. You would probably only be there for fifteen days. Mm-hmm. Ask your. Doctor.
1: <laughs> I will ask my doctor. Absolutely. absolutely. I feel yes. like you're going to get a lot of people messaging you. Yes. And I hope they do. I hope they reach out to, you know, to somebody like you that's not only willing to open to talk about it, but someone that's help. going through it personally. Yeah, yeah I mean,
3: absolutely. If you're going through it now, if you, whatever yeah. reason, please reach out. Oh. I was explaining to you guys that. Once you know or meet someone, whether you know them or not, and they're going through infertility, IVF, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's an automatic sisterhood mm-hmm. because it's a true bond. It's something that I can't explain to you you cannot, like, I, even though I love everyone around me, and unless you are going through it, you really, truly do not know what this person's going through.
0: They don't fully understand you.
3: And it's hard to, and, and I love that people, the people around me are trying, and but it's just impossible. So I, I'd
1: imagine it's something similar to, like, sometimes you don't want to talk to anybody. Sometimes you just, you do need the love. It's like... Understanding like kind of your imbalance, imbalance, emotional balances um, about it, and it's like not personal, I would think, but it's just like what you're going through in that moment.
3: Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, uh, one more thing I want to touch touch on is how to support someone that is going mm-hmm. through something mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. And I would say, is keep the advice to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I get that your aunt's baby mama's sister's cousin <laughs> mm-hmm. got pregnant by taking this tea. And I right. get okay. that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the home What do they call I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. Home remedies.
3: Home remedies. <laughs> I get it. Truth is, is I probably have already heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I've already done it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, love the advice. But the entire time that we're having girl time should not be about advice. It should be about... Listening to me whine and right. you know, letting me vent and you know just being there and just saying, "Oh shit, that sucks, and I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and whatever. you know we want to be there for our sisters, so we're like, "Oh, have you tried this?" and so mm-hmm. and so and love that, but it's but it stresses, Faint, out but it stresses me. me out, mm-hmm. um, also, the worst thing that you can tell someone that is going through infertility is just relax, don't stress about it.
0: it don't happen at the right time, right? yeah.
3: I hear uh,
0: that a lot. From mm, friends. Mm. Mm. I'm
1: not like really? oh, trigger. trigger, trigger point
3: right there. <laughs> yes, please do not mm-hmm. tell them any of that. Anything along the lines of basically stop caring mm-hmm. and stop trying. And trust me, I'm not stressed. I'm mm-hmm. fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But, yeah. you
1: know, but you know, have those moments. But right. I
3: have those moments, and mm-hmm. and and trust me, I'm not thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think about it sometimes. But, like, please don't tell me to relax and to stop trying. And to, mm-hmm. like, you have no idea. I think it's something that, you know, unless you go through it, you know. Right. And so, mm-hmm.
1: just, I love that yeah. you're giving you're, – you're saying that, like, how do you how, – because how do you support somebody like right. that when right. you don't really yeah. – You just – it's like you want to be there, but you don't want to be pushing. Right. But you also don't want to – I would think you don't want them to not think that you don't care. So it's just right. kind of like
2: – Like, right. what can you say? Right. What, you just mm-hmm.
1: say i'm
3: so sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, you know, if you you want you want some downtime, like, hey, let's do something and get your mind off of it right. or what do you know, just legit just let us vent. Mm-hmm. And i think that's the biggest thing. We we love some girl time too. Right. Invite us over for some wine and like that's the ticket right just there. Just to
1: like like you said, take your mind off of in that yeah. moment where you're yeah. going through. Yeah.
3: And sometimes we don't want to talk about it. Right. I like it doesn't have I to don't be a want talking to. Point all the time. No. Like mm-hmm. quick brief 5 seconds of this is where I'm at in the process and move on because I just don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it.
0: Right. Yeah. And let I mean, it you go. Really makes sense, think about
3: it a lot, Yeah. You know? Cuz you're triggering your girls, it again. Yeah. Let yeah. me you get
2: your mind off
3: of it. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's good well, to know, absolutely. Thank you for coming and sharing your story. I learned a lot, yeah. Yay! I actually did too. Good, yeah. and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to reach get out to me, me. yeah. Yes, if you, know you have how. any
3: questions, reach out to me. I'll give you my doctor. On PV, I don't recommend my doctor here. I just didn't have a good experience. Mm. And if you need to know who that doctor is so that you can stop going to them, just reach out to me and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I won't
1: say their name We're here, not, yeah. not going to publicize. I it. Won't, I won't. I won't. I <laughs> won't. But
3: DM her. She will yeah, <laughs> tell you. Yeah, DM mm-hmm. me, girl. I'll tell
1: you. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, this was very, very informative. And um, I think it just kind of opened up all of our eyes. Like, we need to not, not only care more for our, our bodies and make sure we're we're good, you know with our womanhood and all but mm-hmm. um bring awareness to it too.
2: Yeah, for sure. For
1: others. You're welcome, ladies. Thank, so you, thank you. so much me. and um we really from the bottom of our hearts like we just wish you the best. All mm-hmm. oh, thanks these guys. these coming like my journey. Uh,
3: yeah. Thank you lots of. Thank you. Thank like, you. Positive,
1: yeah. yeah. Yay. Thank you. Thanks guys. Alrighty, guys. Well, if you guys have further questions about this episode, we will tag Liz um, on when when this episode rolls out. And then, um, if you are personally going through something similar, feel free to reach out to her, DM her. She's gonna be going through a lot these coming weeks, so please be sensitive of that too. Um, and yeah, let us know what you thought about this this topic itself, and and um, any personal stories you might want to share with us too. What you learned from it.